Hi, and welcome to the Joyful Balance podcast. You're here with your two co-hosts, Mira and Denise. I'm Mira. I'm a nutritionist and neuroscientist with a specialism in helping people with anxiety, depression, focus and memory issues. And I've got my lovely co-host, Denise, who is a cognitive behavioral hypnotherapist who helps people tackle their sleep and live healthier, longer lives. We're here today to, and forevermore, to talk to you all about how your brain, your mind and your body um, are all interlinked. And today we're bringing an episode all about the new year. So Denise, how are you and how was Christmas? I'm good. Good, thank you. Christmas uh, chaotic as per <laughs> usual. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. I don't know anybody who would say, no, it was peaceful. <laughs> I think when there is family involved, it's always chaotic. Yeah, but uh, no, all all things are good. How how about you? Yeah, it was really nice. Just, um, I mean, it was chaotic in the sense that I have a four year old in the family, so mm. uh, that is a little bit chaotic. But other than that, it was it was uh, pretty chilled out, which is what I needed because I'd worked quite a lot just um, mm. up until Christmas. So it was nice to have a few days off for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. That that's uh, yeah. It was the same for me because I I stopped uh, working with my clients um, like on the twentieth mm. leading up to to Christmas, and it was quite um, quite good to have a few days just in the business still working but not having the the client sessions as well. But now everything is you know being picked up again, and here we go again. One Absolutely, New Year again. So I wonder, is it the New Year, New Me kind of thing for Mira today? No, it's the same Mira that was in 2023, uh, who's going into 2024. Um, it's the same person, but with maybe slightly adjusted goals and uh, and desires in mind, I think is the best mm. way that I can put it. Mm-hmm. How about you? Well, yeah, it's something I, I always say that at the new year, everybody tends to go crazy with oh my God, I'm going to change everything. I'm going to revolutionize, you know, my diet, my exercise, my this, my that. And I always say you shouldn't (laughs) dream so big all at once. You should start very small. So right now, that's what I'm doing. I'm starting very small. And the practice that I want to incorporate into my everyday existence this year is actually something that I used to do when I was very young. And that is journaling. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not rocket science. Everybody knows about it. Books have been written about the benefits of keeping a journal. I just didn't do it because the way that I used to use it when I was growing up, it was more as a collection of memories. So say in high school, You know, you would meet a new boy or you would go to a party or, you know, you would do something that was a little bit out of the ordinary and then you would write it all down and, you know, remember it. And now, years later, I still have those diaries and it's unbelievable how much detail I was putting down in there. Uh, Oh, I was the same. Like when I, well, I didn't really, I think when I first got sick many years ago with like anxiety and depression, I was told to try in general and I just couldn't do it but then Mm. when I after I left um my hospital stay um one of my family friends really encouraged me to do it and it became a staple actually for like like literally six or seven years Um, wow 
yeah so I have quite a few I'll be honest like I've really neglected um it over the last like six months and uh I've definitely yeah I've definitely been advised to pick it up again uh just so that I've got like you say like you've got somewhere to kind of brain dump your thoughts and it's Mm. a really good way of processing your emotions and um yeah it's it's a really fantastic outlet especially for you and I who have to like create social media content and who write a lot for you Mm. know a living as well as um personally for ourselves so Mm -hmm. that's a great that's a great habit to pick up again I I think so and look in the I mean, I know it's great for us. Let's let's put it this way. I, I know and I encourage so many of my clients to start with that because that's the first stage of becoming aware, right? Mm. You need to know what you're going through in detail in order to know what you can change. So journaling or uh, let's call it sleep diary or thought diary or some sort of diary, whatever kind it is, short-term, long-term, that's what it does. It gives you the objective look of this is what's happening right Mm. and I was toying with the idea for myself and I was thinking "Hmm, maybe maybe and kind of like on the fence and then for Christmas um, somebody gave me this beautiful personalized notebook lovely and I was like if this is not a sign from the universe I don't know what is (laughs) 100% absolutely and that's why I said, okay, let's 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 do it. However, I have decided to wait until now, the new year, to start it and not do it in a haste just because it's a brand new, nice notebook. I just wanted to have like a starting date. And that's, I think, what we should be talking about today more in detail is having a starting date and doing what in this new year. So if I would ask you, what mm. would be maybe a habit or something that you want to turn into a habit, something that you aspire that you would like to turn into your practice every day this year? Oh, that's a good one. I think for me, like I lost that, um, that enthusiasm or discipline, I suppose, to go to the gym regularly a little bit. Mm -hmm. So especially in the run up to Christmas, it happens to everybody. Like it's cold. We've had some dreadful weather in the UK in the lead up to like Christmas and I then caught a horrible cold Mm. so um I think for me it's just like getting that it's more about movement so even though like because my my day job is quite active I travel Mm -hmm. around London and Greater London quite a lot so I'm always and you know I'm on my feet for a lot of the day so um you know movement is just something that I know has really benefited me you know, prior to not being as, uh, you know, as, as diligent with going. So, or, you know, and even if I can't get to the gym, then just remembering to, you know, just walk more, um, Mm -hmm. all, both of which are really great options for moving your body really. Um, Mm -hmm. so for me, yeah, it's definitely movement. I would say that I'd want to incorporate and it's not just, I want to start it. I was doing it quite regularly before, and I just want to go back to that regularity. Mm -hmm. So what is your non-negotiable? Come rain or shine, good days, crap days. What is your non-negotiable in terms of movement? Oh, something so small that you can do no matter what, no matter if you're feeling good or bad. I would say more walking like that I can Mm -hmm. do. So like whether that's, you know, um, 
So I, yeah, like I said, like I, I walk around and visit clients in mm-hmm. different places throughout London. So I think for me, it's like learning to walk bet- like more or, re- you know, start walking again in between the client sites, mm-hmm. if you like. Um, so I would say that for me is a non-negotiable. Um, and I'm going to say that over like forcing myself to be in the gym like twice a week doing like you know my weights and stuff like that do you know what I mean yeah yeah that's exactly it having a habit so well let me track back building something to turn into a habit needs to be something that you are able to do no matter what Mm. so in in this particular case and I will use you as an example for our dear listeners Mm -hmm. you say I want to walk more between my client visits right yeah so you work every day, Monday to Friday, right? So that means that Monday to Friday, our dear Mira will walk as much as it is, you know, acceptable. <laughs> I'm not yeah, expecting yeah, yeah. you to walk from Heathrow to East London. Um, we'll walk between clients and then we'll rack up the number of steps because I, I know you have a device that tracks yeah. that, right? And then you would keep this going for weeks a month before you add something else in i.e i'm gonna go to the gym three times a week rather than two times a week yeah you see what i mean because building that one first and making sure that you're doing it no matter what that's why i was asking it as a non-negotiable means even when the days that you're feeling a little bit you know worse for wear or if it's raining or if it's cold you can still add those steps in rather than I will only walk if it's nice and 15 plus degrees outside (laughs) because the reality is that will never turn into a habit it will just go out the window until spring shows up yeah it's very true and I think your point about non-negotiables is that yeah they have to just be really really small right correct yeah they're just otherwise they're just unachievable and Mm. when they're unachievable you feel like a failure you don't do it and mm-hmm. it's just a cycle and then you know it's just a cycle of you know maybe they're not reaching other goals that you had in mind because you've not been able to do this one and so that all the others fall by the wayside absolutely and this is where this new year new me thing falls short for everyone because on the new year's day everybody is super pumped for let's do it I'm gonna get so much done this year and then by the fourth or fifth of the month it's like yeah let's forget about it and what happens is you're trying to change so much all at once and we all know (laughs) that our brains don't like change they're not geared for change they don't go like yay change no well they can they can change they it just takes practice yeah but that's the thing that's what i mean it it, definitely we can all change and we can all improve but it's not something written in our dna that as soon as you say the word change every cell in the body goes yep (laughs) let's do it there is a little bit of pushback initially right because we all want to be not 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 us as necessarily our intellect but our brain the way it's built it wants safety in the sense of predictability and you can predict what has happened in the past, right? And if you say from now on, I'm no longer going to do this, I'm going to do that. Of course, you're going to get some, you know, blockages at the beginning because your old habits will come to the surface. So what I'm saying is we are not 100% geared for accepting change the first time it comes around. 
yeah. you need to do it in increments to build it up and then yes two two three weeks down the line after you've started walking you can say i'm gonna do this much more exercise then two three more weeks down the line from there you're gonna say okay i'm gonna actually do even more because then it's progressive and then you got yourself into a pattern of change is good change is happening i'm keeping up with my habits as you say i'm reinforcing that positive loop i said i will do it i'm doing it therefore i can change in other aspects of my life rather than i want to change everything from 1st of january and i'm going to scrap all of the what it was in the past and then by the 4th you're so sorry thinking oh, I can't do it. I can't change. It's it's because you're setting us yourself up for failure. Absolutely. And I think this is uh, a, probably an important point is around confidence to change um, or confidence to try new things or do things that kind of feel a bit out of your comfort zone. Um, I think like exercise or learning to eat a little bit healthier and learning to cook more at home are skills that aren't inherent innate in everybody mm-hmm. um so I think it's also about you know the benefits of starting really small and building up is that you build your confidence to do these things so I think when I started going to the gym last year um yeah it was really uncomfortable and arguably sometimes I still feel uncomfortable now right because there's mm. many different types of personalities in the gym some who take it very very seriously and then yeah but like you slowly I think you slowly learn to just what's the word like stay stay within yourself and not really worry about what's going on around Mm -hmm. you um and you know with with consistency of going like it gets a little bit less scary each time and so like you know you know it's the same thing when you need to pick up more skills in the kitchen like yeah, the first few times they they do feel intimidating, but as you slowly get the hang of it through repeated practice, that skill becomes a little bit less scary each time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We call it in uh, in therapy, we call it the self-efficacy. Okay. And basically that's what all therapists are trying to do for their clients is to build up self-efficacy, meaning uh, a small habit, mm. ter- uh, so a small action, turning it it into a habit that will prove to yourself that, oh, oh, I can do this. Therefore, the self-efficacy goes up. Yeah. So it is, I don't want to call it necessarily same as confidence, but it's it's more as a staple or, or, or a badge that you get for yourself thinking, okay, so if I was able to, you know, brush my teeth twice a day versus Mm -hmm. once a day that I used to do before oh okay so I can do this okay then maybe tomorrow I can add more uh, veg on my plate and then you know stick with it for a period of time and then you're going your self-efficacy goes up and up and up so that's Mm. what we at least in my type of therapy that's what I'm keen on doing in the sense of building self-efficacy and the other one that I wanted to mention with habits, that's where um, hypnosis comes in extremely handy. Oh, tell us more. Because let's say your habit is walking more. That's your yeah. desired uh, habit. You want to hone that and have it part of your everyday life. And let's say you decided it's 
5,000 steps a day. That's your non-negotiable. Right. And you start from being very sedentary, not really moving. Let's give a picture, right? Uh When you come at it from a, a hypnosis point of view, what we would do in the session is we would build a scenario when you would be walking more. So in your example, Mira, you would be walking from client A to client B, and yeah. then from B to C and so on, depending on how many visits you have on that day. And we would practice in that session, in your imagination, how it feels to walk between I, A and B, how it makes you, you know, the energy levels, how mm. you feel uh, that your self-efficacy is growing because you're doing what you said to yourself you're going to do. Yeah. And you're building that up in a session under hypnosis, which we all know by now, I hope, that that is basically practicing in your imagination. And then when it comes to real life tomorrow, Mira comes out of the session, goes to her client A, she feels much more inclined to walk from A to B because she's already practiced it in her imagination. She yeah. already knows what it's going to feel like. And she's already you know, aware of all of the feelings and And the brain will be like, oh, yeah, I've done this before. We can do it again. Yeah. So that's where hypnosis and habits come very, very connected because it allows you to practice before you turn it into real life. And then this can be applicable to public speaking, playing in front of people, whatever you can imagine habit-wise, not going and munching on crisps at midnight, you know. Anything can be used as a visualization or an imagination exercise. And then when real life situations and real life triggers come up, you will be much more likely to follow up as you did in a hypnosis session because your brain is used to it and it's not foreign. It's not new. It's not, oh my God, I've never tried this before. And that's, yeah, that's the beauty of it. But I think we <laughs> moved away a little bit from the well, subject. Well, I was no, not at all. I think it's really, really relevant, and you know, it's always good to remind the listeners about what you know hypnosis can do, and it's you know its power in helping you build healthy habits. I suppose you know one thing that I think is quite interesting is this idea of like, I wonder if you have a view on this of whether you kind of extend existing habits to be healthier or you start new ones. Like, what's your viewpoint on? you can do both Mm. so for example if your existing habit is walking 5,000 steps and you want to rack up to 10 then we would you know identify which particular moments when is applicable which will be your triggers you know like oh I'm seeing my trainers by the door that's my trigger to go out around the block for five minutes 10 minutes right so that could be expanding the already existing habit Mm. Or it can be something what we call habit reversal therapy in the sense that you have a habit that you don't need anymore or you don't like anymore and you want to turn it into something new. Um, an example that comes to mind here is nail biting. Let's imagine... Which is literally are... what I was just doing, which is quite oh. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Um, which is basically, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like it or, you know, mm. it's run its course for me. And then we will utilize particular techniques in this uh, habit reversal therapy where in two or three sessions of hypnosis, you will be able to replace the biting of the nails with something like um, clenching your fist and saying, well done me. Yeah. 
whenever the urge goes to put your you know finger to your mouth you clench your fist you can't really bite a nail if your fist is closed <laughs> yeah 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 and then you would be remembering oh well done me okay i didn't bite them right now yeah and it starts with knowing when it happens for example let's say it's when you're in front of the tv mm. And then it's, it's like, okay, what's the trigger? The tr trigger is TV or potentially boredom or anxiety or whatever it yeah. is for the person. Okay, what do you want to do instead? Oh, I want to clench a fist. I want to drink some water. I want to get up and go outside. And then we build that in as a replacement of the biting of the nails. And that is extremely, extremely well researched with hypnosis. And it's not just nail biting, it's... Uh, hair pulling, certain ticks, um, you know, like biting the inside of your cheek when you're nervous. It's many, many, many things that have mm. been researched and shown in randomized control trials, how hypnosis can help reverse these habits that you no longer want or they're not healthy for you. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. Um, are there Are there any like apologies if this is like too personal are there any like habits you would like to reverse as opposed to start hmm that's a very good question yeah yeah there would be and probably it will resonate with a lot of people I imagine is mm -hmm. uh, I would like to stop eating when I'm bored oh that is a good one that is a very good one. I am better now. There was a time when as soon as boredom, you know, showed its face, like it was in the door, I would be like, <gasps> let's have something. And it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't something in terms of uh, sweet or sour. It was just anything, anything mm -hmm. food wise. And probably that's what saved me in many regards, because I, I, I didn't go out of my way to find something I didn't have in the house. I just eat whatever was there. So if yeah. we had a lot of chicken stew, then that's what it was. You ate, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. exactly. Um, and that would be that would be a good one. As I said, I'm I'm much better than I was, but I can still once in a while feel like, oh, why did I just have that? Oh, mm. yeah, I was bored, and that would be something to continue to work on. Yeah, interesting. I think for me, it'd be um, drinking more water. I know I'm not drinking quite enough. And so mm, that's a good I think, one. From, yeah, I think for me, it's more like, okay, let's get back on that train of like good hydration. Mm. Um, it's, <clears throat> it's really challenging when like you're on the go all the time to like remember to like stay hydrated. But like, I think that for me is definitely one that I want to, reverse uh next year for sure is just mm. getting better at it I mean I think for me like I know what my I don't know like triggers is the wrong word but like I know well actually no that like I suppose a trigger would be that I personally prefer cold water like mm -hmm. I don't like room temperature water all that much yeah so like having a like stainless steel flask that can keep water cold mm -hmm. um having um yeah like ice in my like yeah having ice in my water bottle is like quite key so sometimes maybe it's adding like knowing that I've got something to add like not a flavoring but more like um 
you know, added vitamins or minerals or electrolytes or whatever it might be that you can like mm-hmm. add to like, you know, to the water sometimes can be a good one to just help you drink a little bit more. Just adding like flavorings like slices of lemon or lime or whatever it might be. All of these are like good triggers probably for me to drink more. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely something that I need to reverse is, is, is yeah, getting better at hydration again. Well, if you want to do that, then make it easy for yourself. And in the sense, what I mean by making it easy for yourself is to have that, you know, bottle with you all the time, everywhere, always, you know, ready in the fridge or have two, you know, one is in the fridge already with cold water and uh, you just need to pick it up and go. So if you are rushing out in the morning, you don't have to, oh, oh, you know, I have to bring, remember to do this, this and this. So to... What I always say with habits and actions that you want to turn into habits or enhance or, you know, build upon is to make things easy for yourself. Put it in front of you somewhere Mm. so it's not out of sight, out of mind. Uh, Have it uh, part of your routine. I wake up in the morning, I wash my face, I prepare my water, it's in the fridge on the way out. I make a routine of it, you know, so it's part of your everyday. And I know it's a little bit more difficult for you because you are, traveling so much at the moment and you might not always have cold water everywhere you go um no but there are definite hacks around it like for me um yeah like even if I just have the ice in the bottle and not the water like that's fine because usually I can get like good quality drinking water wherever I go and like okay yeah you know what I mean so yeah yeah exactly so um I think you're right like it's all those things of just having a couple of like uh good water bottles that stay cold is mm-hmm. like really important so I bought myself another one over Christmas and then I already had a good one good um good. The ones that are easy to clean because that's a faff uh yes. if, if they're annoying to clean um like really and and I think this is really important like some of the stuff that Denise and I are talking about are so unbelievably mundane like in terms of like oh like they're not like well that's easy and that's the point like what we're trying to do is show you how to make habits way more achievable and easier like to attain otherwise you're just setting yourself up for failure I think and so all these little like ideas are kind of there to just remind you that it's all about these tiny little micro things that you that that you do that get you on the path to success right with changing your habits 100 percent when you want to start something, either enhancing a habit you already have, expanding it as Mira was describing it earlier, or you want to try something completely new, the goal is to start as small and as little inconvenient as possible. Yeah. If it is inconveniencing you, if it's out of your way, then the likelihood of you doing it is not very, very good. Because yeah. let's say if you have a gym on the way to your office, you, the likelihood of you stopping by the gym to make a membership and then thinking once a week to stop by it because it's on your path is much more likely than I live in North London. I want to go to the gym in Brixton, which is South London, for those of you who don't know. It's not going to happen, honey, unless you mm-hmm. go there on a specific occasion. It, you are not going to go out of your way all the way there. It's so make it small 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 the smallest so i will just want to leave you with this if your goal is to move more this year and i hope it is because exercise is great 
It's great for the brain. And great for health, great for sleep, True. great for your circadian rhythm. It's basically <laughs> one of those non-negotiables, as you all know. Then what is your non-negotiable? Think about it. One of my clients' non-negotiable in terms of moving, it was to get out at a certain time every day and to go to her mailbox and back. That was less than 100 meters. But okay. that was her thing. That was non-negotiable. Come rain or shine, good weather, dark weather, horrible weather, she would put the trainers, go to the mailbox and come back. What does that do for your health? Immediately, maybe not much because it's a very tiny distance and it's, you know, you're yeah. there and back in five minutes. But for your habit, for your, you know, positive reinforcement loop in your brain of I said I will do it and I'm doing it, it's indescribably big. Yeah. Because if you do that for two weeks, I will guarantee you in, in the two weeks plus one day, you're going to be like, oh, why, why don't I walk around the block? Yeah. And then in one month, you're going to be like, oh, why don't I walk a little bit more? Because it's nice walking. If you start it small, your path to, you know, great success with that habit is really, really as far as the eye could see. Yeah, I think that's a very good note to kind of end this one on. And I think like, don't set yourself up by for failure by creating these like unrealistic goals of like, you know, you are going to go to the gym three times a week or you are going to eat better every single day and you are going to give up sugar and chocolate or whatever it is right you find you find the smallest thing that feels like even though that it will still be a little bit of a challenge because change is just hard change is hard irrespective hmm. right yeah um find the thing that has the least likelihood of failing um and start there and then like build up so you know maybe for me it's like I'm just trying to think with the walking one like it's um yeah it's walking in between client a and b but maybe for the rest of them that I do uh take public transport or maybe it's like I get off a couple of stops early and just walk the rest of the way whatever it is um I I have to find the kind of lowest uh sort of thing that the lowest hanging fruit as it were of the thing that I can achieve mm -hmm. without it being a huge inconvenience and really unachievable and then you just build from there and then you're like okay rather than it being once a week I'll do it twice a week rather than being twice a week I'll do it three times a week and rather than just being three times a week I'll do it every day walking in between clients um, and some days that won't be possible because they will just be too fine it'll take me like two hours mm -hmm. to walk to the next site as opposed to like 35 minutes on, on transport but yeah you will figure out your own hacks and um and your own ways of holding yourself accountable to change your habits without sh lying and shortchanging yourself to make it feel mm -hmm. like you you don't need to do it because you've made an excuse for yourself. Yeah. Um, and that element of accountability to yourself is really, really important. Um, I can't remember, Denise, but like you said something ages ago on, a, on another podcast episode about, you know, what gives me the right to break a promise to myself? Yeah, we and don't break promises to ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And so I think this is just as applicable here as it is at any other podcast episode we do. Try your hardest not to break promises to yourself, but equally make it the change is so easy that it's almost impossible to fail. That's exactly it, my dear, my dear. It's making it as small as possible. 
I just want to add one sentence. So mm-hmm. you, dear listeners, and of course, myself and Mira will do the same, I'm sure. Take up a piece of paper, write down your goal for the month of January. And from there, break it into smaller things. Yeah. And break it and break it and break it until you cannot break it no more. Because you're going to start with a big goal. I want to lose 20 pounds. Break it and break it and break it until you know which is the one first tiny little step that you can do each and every day for at least two weeks before you give up on it. Yeah. So the idea is that when you can put, when you keep breaking down these steps, it's, yeah, like, and you break it down to the minute thing that it is that you, that you could actually, like, it just makes it feel so much more achievable. And, you know, I think for me personally, keeping an eye on the big goal doesn't massively help me because I get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But keeping an eye on the small little goals and the little wins are what help me feel motivated to keep going. Mm. Um, and celebrate all of your wins. Like oh, as, yes. as small as in, and as insignificant as you think they might be, they're really not. And, you know, it's, you know, you should pat yourself on the back that you are trying to improve yourself and live a longer and healthier life. Like that's definitely something to be celebrated. All the time, every little thing counts. Like, uh, like some uh, supermarkets tagline. <laughs> every yeah. little helps. Literally, every celebration, every time you did walk by to the post box and back, every time you put the trainers on, uh, every time you put more veggies on your plate, even if it's just one piece of veggie first, all the time there needs to be a celebration with intention, saying, "Oh wow, I did this! Wow." Well done me. Even if you don't celebrate in a big way, every little thing that it is possible, positive should be celebrated in a small form with intention. Absolutely. Because we tend to celebrate only big things and we tend to celebrate it with some sort of monetary value, which is great, but it doesn't have to. You're reinforcing yeah. your positive learning curve by doing just well done me. Wow, I've done this. I said I will do it and I did it. Wow, wow, wow. Let's do it again. Exactly. I hope this helps everyone listening in and I hope we can leave behind the new year, new me kind of bollocks and (laughs) we can can focus on being the same person, improving our habits, improving our lifestyle one tiny little step at a time. Absolutely. All right, guys, if you've got any questions for us, if you want to find out more about how to work with us, anything and everything um you can always catch us on our individual socials and on the podcast socials and then we are on all like wherever you get your podcast please give us a like follow and subscribe um all the good things and um we can't wait to be back in your ears very soon thank you Bye. bye